And welcome back to Civil Band Radio. That's right. This is your host, Dan Murray. Coming at you from New Orleans, Louisiana, to join the conversation. The area code 914-803-4131. That is 914-803-4131. Just make sure to leave your uh, area code in the uh, chat, in the YouTube chat, just to make sure I know it is you who is calling. Um, or you can also leave comments and questions in the chat, and I will get to them as soon as I can. Um, if you're listening after live broadcast, you could always leave your comments, questions, concerns, et cetera, over in the show thread at liberaldan.com, um, over on Twitter at liberaldan radio on Twitter, or here on YouTube uh, on the show thread as well. Um, let's see. Megan would have done very well on Jeopardy yesterday. That's awesome. <clears throat> cool. You know, there's sometimes I watch Jeopardy and I always think like, oh, I would have done awesome on this one. I probably would have frozen maybe not not done as well. There are some times that, you know, it's just, I would have aced certain ones, of course, and then I, w- I would be there and it would be like all these subjects that I have no clue about. Of course, the, the thing about Jeopardy is many times the questions have like a secondary hint that kind of, you know, give it away where, you know, there's the primary hint, then there's kind of a secondary hint where it's like, you know, here, here it is. Um, at least on most things, at least that's what I found. So even, even things, even questions where, you might not know the subject overall, where it might be like, oh, you can make your best guess anyway. So um, the topic today is the anti-trans agenda. You know, there's, there's always talk by the conservatives about the, the, ooh, the horrors of the, of the trans agenda and the agenda of the uh, LGBTQA movement and how they're coming after your kids and their groomers and their pedophiles and they're trying to, you know, make your kids, uh, you know, turn gay or turn trans or whatever and, you know, just remember, whenever we're discussing any of these topics, the, the thing, most important thing you have to remember uh, is the fact that every, almost every conservative accusation ends up being a confession. Because, you know, conservatives, oh, they're grooming. Oh, but look at Matt Gates and all of his suspicious activities with the youths that look very hinky, so to speak. Um, look at all the other you know, things, you know, the voting fraud. And then it turns out all these Republicans and conservatives get arrested and convicted of committing election fraud and voting fraud, voting twice, using their mail-in ballots or what have you. I guess they, they want to prove that if they look, we do it all the time. So it's fraudulent, but you know, it's the Democrats that are really doing it, even though there's no evidence to, the, to, to prove that those claims are true. Um, but before we start talking about all the, um, topics I want to talk about today when it comes to that. Let's, let's go over lots of stuff we're uh, happening today. I agree, Aaron Jolie is very amazing, as are you. The mods, Mod Squad is both very amazing, as is, you know, all the listeners of Liberal Dead Radio talk from the left, that's right. All the patrons, all the supporters, everyone who's bought me cider, everyone who subscribes. It is my birthday month. My birthday is May 20th. And uh, I'm, tr- I'm hoping, I'm trying to say, hey, you know, let, let, let's try and push it over a thousand. I, I don't think at this point, um, point, even if I do get to a thousand, I'm not quite yet going to be monetized because I think the first two HAL shows from last year were a really significant boost. That's why I'm trying to produce some extra videos. I'm trying to push out maybe a, a fat man rant every week, maybe try and get 
you know, some working on those extra videos that I want to create in order to make sure that I have extra views that are out there. So it's very important um, if you want to help me get to a thousand to not just kind of, hey, hey, you know, friends, go, go subscribe, go make sure to subscribe to these videos, but also, you know, share the videos as well, especially if the ones that you think are good. Um, you know, I have made a couple of extra fat man rants. Hey, say ha. Hey, uh, hey, kimchi. It's my unbirthday today. Today's my unbirthday. May 20th is my birthday. So, but yeah, I'm trying to get, want to get to a thousand by my birthday. And I did tell Hal's chat. Um, I have told Hal's chat that when, once I do hit a thousand, I'm going to make it rain. Um, subs, I guess not subscriptions, but memberships over there in, in his uh, YouTube chat. Um, and I might even drop him an extra Venmo contribution just as a thanks for the fact that he was on my show has, you know, boosted my show's popularity, which is making me more likely to get monetized, but I'm not there yet, but I really would love to get there because then I can start getting, you know, subscriptions. I could start getting super chats, et cetera. And that would make the show, I think, even more popular. And then I think at that point we could, we'll start snowballing. So Jeff Curry, imagine if they saw a homeless immigrant trans woman uh, wearing, not just an immigrant, an undocumented immigrant, because I'm not going to use their words, but an undocumented trans woman immigrant wearing a mask, holding a bell. I don't understand why they get so angry at other people wearing a mask. They get so triggered when somebody like wears a mask, they get so angry. Like if I'm, if I was feeling really sick and I felt like I was like perhaps contagious, like I would wear a mask and not, not because it would trigger a conservative, although that might be a bonus side effect of me wearing a mask that I would be walking by a conservative and they might be all angry. But the fact that they get so angry and like, I don't understand the whole Bud Light thing. It doesn't make any sense. Like, <clears throat> they're selling products. It would be like back in the 40s. Like, if they had a commercial, like on the radio, and you had like the LG Time voice, like, Bud Lights, drink Bud Lights. It's good for the white people or whatever. And then like they had a commercial on like, you know, two days later, black people like to drink Bud Light too. And all of a sudden they'd be like, how dare they start advertising to the black people we revolt we can't drink the same beer that they do like it's ridiculous why wouldn't you want to have an increased market share it's like you've betrayed us bud light how dare you pay another advertise someone else to advertise your goods to another segment of the population <sighs> like it's crazy at a blm sure yes blm and antifa don't forget antifa because antifa that's that's the worst they're out to get you. Um, but, you know, not a blue light, but not a blue light matter shirt, but an FBI. Maybe like I support the FBI shirt because they, they, they love blue lives, but not the FBI. They want to they want to defund the FBI, but they don't want to defund the police because cops are OK by them as long as they're killing black people. But if they're arresting white people for doing crimes, <clears throat> that's sin. it's terrible. Yeah, they're only mad about masks until white supremacists wear them and terrorize us. Exactly. Um, today, we got that another shooting going on. Active Atlanta shooter supposedly captured um, uh, 57 minutes ago. WSB Atlanta says the uh, shooter was arrested. Um, supposedly, Moscow is claiming that expl- there were explosions above the Kremlin 
and that they were a Ukrainian, Ukrainian attempt to kill Vladimir Putin. And if you believe that, I got a bridge in Brooklyn I'd like to sell you. Um, I, and nobody believes that. Like, I don't think there's anybody who is sane who believes that. So obviously Tucker Carlson will believe it. Uh, I think Robert F. Kennedy Jr. will believe it. Um, all of the crazies on Twitter who um, want to free the January 6th crowd will probably believe it. Um, who else? Who else will believe it? Um, Vivek Ramas- Ramaswamy will probably believe that it, that it was uh, it was Ukraine. Um, any all, anybody else on you know OAN and Real American Voice? I'm sure they'll all believe the Kremlin propaganda that it was it was just for Jeff Guerrero would believe Moscow's line or whatever. Um, the uh, looks like the civil rape trial for Trump is wrap, wrapping up, and I don't know what they're thinking. Uh, Donald Trump's going to, actually, I think I do know what they're thinking. Um, here's what Donald Trump's defense attorney or and Donald Trump himself is thinking. Donald Trump's going to lose the case. Uh, the jury's going to award her a bunch of money. Donald Trump's going to appeal the verdict. And like whatever appeals court in the state of New York is going to say, oh, no, you're going to pay this money. And then whatever the, is going to go to the New York Supreme Court. The New York Supreme Court, even though they, they're a little, I guess, friendlier to conservatives because they overturned the gerrymandered map um, because they want to be fair to conservatives, even though other states are not fair to liberals, um, they'll uphold, probably uphold the verdict. And then it'll go to the Supreme Court and then his Supreme Court that he installed three half of will probably be like, oh, no, this is this is not a good ruling. Uh, um, it's overturned for whatever reason. They'll probably be like, you can't just say after the fact that you can sue them after uh, after this, the statute of limitations on the civil things ran out simply because you wanted to change the law after the fact. So we're going to overturn the ruling because reasons. Um, and then they'll overturn the ruling and Trump won't owe any money. And because he has the Supreme Court in his pocket. And that's how Donald Trump will end up owing no money because the Supreme Court is in his pocket. Um, so let's see. Boo, boo, boo. Iran seized a second oil tanker in the Gulf. Lovely. Um, Politico reports that a national test score show a decline in history and civics proficiency. I wonder why. I wonder what states are showing the most decrease. Anybody want to bet which states show the highest decrease in civics proficiency? If they report, I don't know if this story will report it because I haven't read this story yet. I'm just kind of going through the news. Uh, I would probably bet that they're red states. I would probably bet that Florida is probably the worst state uh, of this, if not maybe Alabama or Mississippi, maybe Texas. Um, it's got to be a red state. Maybe Kansas, Wyoming. Hey, Elizabeth. Hey, MJ. Uh, hey, Kimchi. Did I, I don't know if I said hi to Kimchi yet. Hey, Jeff. Uh, let's see. Boom, 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 boom. Let's see. Poor performance. Abysmal math and reading scores, blah, 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 blah. Key contacts. Average history marks have fallen for nearly a decade. Scores dropping nine points since 2014 from 267 to 258 out of a possible 500. Do, 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 do. Um, I am not seeing anything in this link, in this article that specifically 
let's see. We're going to click over to this link and see if this link happens to show uh, if it comes up at all. Let's let this load. We'll, we'll continue looking at the other uh, stuff. The banks are failing. Um, here's one thing I think about the, the banks. Um, the bank fails, and the banks are insured. I guess the, the, each account is insured. So then the accounts wind up getting, I don't know, sold to like, you know, one of the big banks. And I don't like that. Um, I don't think that's good. I, I don't think they should just, just hand off the customers or the accounts to just the big banks, because then you're just making bigger banks that are riskier to fail. I think you should say, hey, here's an account. You know, here's a code. Here's here's you, you have this account, and we're gonna label your account with some code. Here's your account code, and you can go to any bank you want to, and you can give them your code, and you can then deposit that into that bank. And so then, any bank could then give you incentives to use that code at that bank, and say, okay, here you go. Here's, this is why you should deposit this code, your, 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 your protected money into our bank. And maybe they'll be like, hey, we'll give you a deposit bonus. Hey, we'll give you this. Hey, we'll give you that. And you'll have many banks fighting over your money. And maybe, or maybe you just want to support a local community bank. Or maybe you want to support a black-owned bank. Or maybe you want to support, um, you know, maybe, maybe you have a bank that you like that, you want to, uh, that has other money that you want to put it in or or maybe you already have, maybe you already have the maximum amount of money that's, in, that's insured by the FDIC in the bank that they've chose to put it in. So you'd rather put it in a different bank so that you have that money protected in a different bank. <clears throat> Don't just hand it away to the whatever big bank. Just let give you the choice to put it in whatever bank you want, <clears throat> and allow the money to spread out. So it doesn't create a giant mass of risk in one. Don't put all your chickens in one. Or don't put your eggs in one basket. Don't put all your chickens in one pot. I was mixing my metaphors, I guess. So, and I don't weep when the banks fail, but I think that I think you're, you're creating another potential disaster by taking all of this money and just shoving it into one bank. Let it spread out, you know, at, with investments, you're supposed to diversify your risk, right? So why not diversify the risk when, you know, when, when you're taking this money from a failed bank, just diversify that risk out and spread it across the country. <clears throat> no risk for 98% of the country. Uh, we live patient to pay. No, that's also true. Um, well, a local New Orleans story that's interesting. We do have this. We have this building called the Plaza Tower. It's been out of commission since Katrina, to 2005, and like it's an eyesore. It's never. It hasn't been used since then. The only the only time I've ever seen it been u- be used, there was like an episode of NCIS New Orleans where somebody was being held hostage in it, so they filmed in it. Um, Maybe they use it for one or two other things for filming, but other than that, it's never been used. 
Um, it's falling apart. They had to put, I think a, a piece of the building fell on a bicyclist and injured the bicyclist. So they had to put some netting on it. Like if you see like sporting events from New Orleans and they'll show like a view of the skyline and it'll show like all of the, you know, the Superdome and the, the Smoothie King Center where they play basketball and you'll see all these lit up buildings and this one black tower in the middle that has no power. Like, it's ugly, it's an eyesore, and they've been trying to figure out what to do with it forever. Like, the first time the Powerball hit, like, a billion, I was like, if I won the Powerball and I got a billion bucks, I'd lo- I'd love to just buy it and, like, turn it into, like, a like a big, like, personal tower and have it be, like, my tower, and then i develop it, you know, all sorts of different things or whatever. <clears throat> Obviously, that never happened. But... Uh, I was like, that would have been fun, you know, but clearly it has a lot of work to do. Um, Thank you, MJ. I appreciate you. Um, You're awesome. Thank you so much. Um, I just saw it. So the, um, my idea, and I wound up, ended up tweeting this at the city and at the mayor is that, Maybe then maybe it's not a great idea now because we have the writer strike that's impending. But why not just contact Hollywood and be like, "Hey, we have this giant building. If you have a a movie that that you want to have a big gigantic building just ex, like be toppled in it, maybe you just need some a big explosion topple a building or or." I don't know if you want to have a plane hit a giant tower. That's probably not a good idea since 9-11, but whatever. Like, what, you, you want to have something just big explode and maybe like an Independence Day type thing where an alien comes down and just obliterates a building, and you don't even have to use CGI. You could just, you could just explode it, and then you handle the explosives. You handle the cleanup. You have fun. Destroy it. Demolish it. Have fun. And then we don't have to deal with it anymore. It goes away. And maybe we'll handle the cleanup of it or whatever. But, hey, we get rid of the eyesore. We get rid of the danger around and around us. They had to close the street because pieces are falling. That's the kind of outside of the <laughs> buy it and turn it into the country's largest pot dispensary. That would be amazing. I have a suspected spam call. That will be hung up on. Um, <laughs> so... That would be amazing. Well, it should be, well, it's big enough where you not only would you have it be a dispensary, if, if it was like, you know, an intact building that you, it would be safe to be in. Imagine, like, it's very tall. I mean, like, at least 50 stories, maybe? Let's see. How tall is the Plaza Tower in New Orleans? Let's look that up. How tall is the Plaza Tower in New Orleans? That finished it for me. Look at that. Uh, 45 story. I was five stories off. Uh, 531 foot skyscraper in New Orleans. Um, so, and there was a parking garage too. Imagine how many floors of just hydroponic pot growing that could happen in that. And then you could have like maybe the first, maybe 40 levels of that. And then the first five levels could be like an amazing weed store or something. That would be great. That would be amazing. You could make bank off of that. Unfortunately, I don't think the laws allow for that currently. I think you have to have specific specific 
growers are allowed to grow medicinal marijuana, I think, at this point. I think. I don't know if they've changed that rule at this point or not. I don't know. Um, let's see. Do, 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 do. Of course, we've got um, the lawmaker in, uh, in Montana uh, who uh, still can't go to the House floor. A judge rejected her efforts to go to the House floor because Republicans, this, I guess, goes to the, this is, this is part of the anti-trans agenda. I guess we can start talking about that. Zoe Zephyr, um, we talked about that a little bit last week. Um, she was ousted by the Republican control chamber. Now, here, I was listening to Jeff Carrera's show this morning. And there's like a week, uh, an hourly news thing that said, that runs. The hourly news thing actually said that Zoe Zephyr was prohibited from going to the legislative floor because she threatened the legislators. She didn't threaten the legislator, legislators, not one bit. She said the legislators had blood on their hands because of the actions they were taking, because they're making it more likely that the trans youth and the trans people in general in their state would commit suicide. That's what she meant. And for them to say that they were, they were threatened, again, just these conservatives are just snowflakes, absolute snowflakes. Hey, Gibson Mania, what's up? You came in just in time for the, for the anti-trans agenda part. So anyway, she's a duly elected representative she deserves to be on the floor and they're being ridiculous. But again, modern day conservatives serving in the legislatures and in governorships all over. Yeah. She, she, she threatens them by making them uncomfortable in their own hate. Exactly. Very good point, Jamie. Um, governorships, legislatures have an anti-trans agenda. Let's go ahead and look at some of the things that, you know, I've been looking at at Twitter recently. So, new thing I set up. Ding! All right. So let's look at this image that was created. It was, it was part of a blog post. Um, and this is from North Carolina about, like, SB 639 or whatever, something that they want to pass, HB 808. Um, looking at Deuce, UNC, and ECU Health. Supposedly, according to this blog post, oh, we got a caller calling in. I'll get to you, caller, in a second. Um, accordingly, it says Duke Health, according to this thing, this Duke Health says that at two years old, according to this image, that you can start transitioning. Of course, I disbelieve. I absolutely disbelieve let me see if i can pull it up this health this shit seem to made so gender care for transition and adolescence so this is the duke health page um when a child's sense of who they are doesn't match their physical blah, 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 blah. this is just part of it but this isn't the this isn't the article that's not the article i found hold on the article i found was in was in the 
It's this. This is this is the article that that, that the blog post that we're talking about that was talking about it. Here we go. Transgender toddlers treated at Duke UNC ECU. And this is this is this is what I mean that why decorum is just not just a part of modern day conservatism in this country. Like if you've if you've seen my my new video, my new fat man rant on dead naming, you know, I, I talk about that a lot. Where about you know using people's pronouns, using people's correct names. It's not something that is often seen in the modern uh, Republican Party in, in conservatism today. Now, I'm not saying that all conservatism, but, but a lack of decorum is pervasive. Okay, so Duke Medicine has created a new gender clinic to provide a wide variety of services under one roof to children and teens dealing with gender issues. These can range from issues with genitalia that haven't hasn't properly developed to issues with going through puberty to even helping transgender kids and teens. <clears throat> These are services that have proven to help one rally family. Um, I don't want to have that play. Shut up. Um, so you're not going into this into this clinic. You're not going into this clinic. For, as a two-year-old to start transitioning. That's not what this is about. You might go into this clinic as a two-year-old if you have malformed genitals. Or maybe you might have to deal with, like, you know, Klinefelter syndrome. Or maybe if as you're getting older and you maybe you're having to deal with puberty and you have some puberty issues that might be dealt with because maybe you have a, a, some hormone imbalance or something. Yes, this clinic also deals with teens who may be dealing with trans issues, or maybe maybe you know maybe you might have an eight or a nine year old who might be questioning their you know body. Maybe they're having some gender dysphoria. Maybe they're, maybe they're dealing with that, and so maybe they have some you know psychologists on staff to deal with that. Maybe not two years old. They're not transitioning kids at two years old. So wh- why would I be- why would anybody believe these people? I mean, A, I mean, the lie goes halfway around the world before the truth even gets up. So that's first of all. But, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't even go bother to read anything about the UNC health or anything about the ECU health. Because why would I bother? Because they've already, they've already misled you about the Duke health. So I, why would I assume that they're telling the truth about, about, about the other two? Because they're liars. They've already, they've already lied. Okay, maybe they're just dumb and just assumed something and didn't bother to read it. And as such, if they didn't bother to read it, they just made an assumption and, and they believed it to be true. But they're still presenting false information and they're unreliable. Either way, they're not a reliable source. So why would I, be, why would I bother trusting this person or, for, or that blog ever again. It doesn't make any sense. All right, let's let's go to the phones before we go to the next topic about that. Hola. Hola. 
My name's Khalil. Hey, I've called in here before. How you doing? Yeah, I know. What's up, Khalil? I recognize your phone number. Yeah, I um, I don't like the phony things that the right wing do as far as actually pretending to care about children. Right. I don't like how they 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 support. I'm I'm not against spanking, but I'm against like beating them for crying and spanking them to their bruise. They mm-hmm. basically exploit the fact that people are callous. Like, I know that there's. I'm gonna get to this point to where they go to the transgender things, but. Mm-hmm. People will say kids are bad nowadays, but that doesn't mean that we need to just throw them away and forget and have, like, positive discipline. And the right wing exploits that type of stuff, just like they're exploiting the gay people. And then Mm -hmm. they use the women and they use the women and the children to go against the LGBTQ. And it's really disgusting. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like if you don't if you don't care about someone when it comes to actual issues, don't pretend to care. It's like they need to stop doing that. Well, exactly. Like, like, take into consideration, you know, yeah, the other day I was listening to a conservative talk show in the morning, and they were, why aren't the feminists standing up for the women when it comes to women's sports, about the whole trans women competing in women's sports? And, like, in Louisiana, I don't know how many trans women are competing in, like, high school women's sports. It's probably none. Or maybe it's one or two. I don't know. But don't tell me that you care about women and then pass a draconian law that won't even allow a woman to save or anybody who's pregnant to save their own lives if if they're going to have a life-threatening pregnancy. Because Louisiana law is yeah. just as bad as Texas's law. Even worse, I think. Yes. James Dobson and Dave Dobbenmeyer are like that, too. They, they pretend to care about children, which it, it burns me up. You know, like one thing, Trey, Trey Crowder, the liberal redneck, he right. said, "Y'all, y'all, y'all want y'all talk about protecting women and children, but y'all will abuse a kid or support abusing a kid with a coat hanger. But then, as soon as it comes to trans people, y'all, y'all act like y'all care. Right? And it pisses me off. No, it pisses me off too, because because they don't care. It's, they're just political pawns. They're just they, they 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 pretend to care about these trans kids, but their policies make these trans kids more likely to kill themselves." And, and then, and then some of them, one of them even said that she would have rathered her trans kid kill herself than become trans, than transition. Like one, one of them even said that on one of these legislative floors. It's like, so you don't care about these people at all. Like they don't care about the harm that they're doing. And Literally, that trans person had her own child's blood on her hands because she refused to treat her child with love and respect and instead treated her as if she was, like, a monster. Yeah, it's the same thing with kids, period. They, they don't, the right doesn't care about kids until no. it comes to using them as pawns. Right. Like, actual, actual things like child abuse legislation. I'm not talking about, like, people that spank their kids. I'm talking about, like, like, if you've read James Dobson's manuals, he's one of those people that pretends to care about kids, but he actually, he talks to anything, anything that use, tries to use children, actually, other children besides trans children as pawns against LGBTQ people, so use them as pawns too. Right. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, they're all, they're, I mean, the, the ultra-Christian types are spare the rod, spoil the child. You know, they they'll, they they absolutely support, you know, Beating your kids, you know, 
these people, they, they want to bring back corporal, you know, punishment in schools. They want to bring back paddling and other forms of, of beating in schools because, oh, the kids were much better back then. Says who? Like, you know, you know, they, they have a lot of bad takes based off of the whole good old days and, and how things were wonderful back then. Well, things were wonderful for certain people back then, but not for everybody. That's for darn sure. Yeah, so. I'm not against banking, but I'm against what, what these right-wingers are doing as far as mm-hmm. exploiting people who want to abuse kids. Because there are people right. that will use the kids a bad nowadays thing to justify being cruel to kids. And that's the thing. And, like, people like James Dobson are both pandering to not only homophobic people, but he's pandering to people like that. And that's why when I, I'd be like, do you actually care? Because it's the same. They, they, they treat children and they treat women like they're pawns as well. Right. Well, it's not every, I mean, race. conservatism is, is a movement for old white men and everybody else is for use for their political purposes. And the more they could use the people, the better. And, the, and, and what's even better is they're great gaslighters because they convince people to, that what they're pushing is good for them, too. And like, you know, they'll convince black people that, you know, welfare in, and, and any sort of government assistance is, some, is somehow slavery. And, you know, they're, they'll use quotes like, oh, if you're, if you're on welfare and food stamps, you're living on the plantation or whatever. And it's like, what the hell are you talking about? It's ridiculous. Like, you know, they, they don't they don't understand that, you know, they created the system that's keeping people impoverished. And then and then they want to keep them more impoverished by, and, and keep them keep them. They don't want to give them a hand up. They want to keep the foot on their necks. So, yeah, they um, deny racism. Huh? That, that's the thing. They want to deny racism. I've called like people out for that. I call people out for denying racism and then telling us about what's good for us. Right. It's ridiculous. You know, it's like, I mean, they, don't they, pretend to fear. It's, it's like I don't like people. I'd rather someone straight out not care for me. I don't want someone to pretend to care. Right. Elizabeth, Elizabeth in the chat goes, do they want pre-antibiotics and blood plasma the good old days? Well, yeah. I mean, uh, somebody, some, some libertarian woman on Twitter was like, we were, we were better off before the 19th Amendment or something, but or that we shouldn't have had the 19th Amendment or something. And Coulter also was like, we shouldn't have had the 19th Amendment, which gave granted women suffrage. Um, Candace Owens was, was like, name one thing that was good that happened after women's suffrage. And the first thing I named that was good that happened after women's suffrage was um, postnatal care and, and uh, infant mortality rates dropped. Like the, like, like the lot like the, there were less children dying after after birth after women got the vote because now politicians had to listen to the women who were saying we need these things to keep our children healthy and so you had increased funding by congress to fund like better hygiene programs which so people some of these they funded things to go to, to go door to door and help teach people and help allow people to get you know to be more clean in their homes and, and to help people, you know, keep their children clean and help, which eliminated a lot of bacteria, a lot of disease, which caused a lot of children to stay alive when they were babies. And so that was one of the good things that happened from women's suffrage, not beyond just the fact that women were allowed to actually have their voices heard, you know, but, you know, yeah, Candace Owens is, 
Yeah. I called it out, too, because I said, don't sit there and deny things like what happened with Trayvon Martin, deny what we're going through, and deny Africans are part of black people, and then turn around and use us to go against LGBT immigrants and women. I said, don't do that. I said, if you're going to not care about me, don't pretend to care. It's like, don't spit in my face. That's what I told her on her Facebook page. Right. And I'll tell anybody out there wants to use me as a pawn and then not actually care. I don't think caring is a word that they understand, <laughs> honestly. Yeah. All right, well, man, thank you, Khalil, again for calling in. I appreciate you. Uh, and any week, anytime you want to call in, love to have you, man. Thank have you, a sir. good one. All right, bye-bye. All right, Khalil, everybody, Khalil, regular caller, you know, love to have you call in. So let's look at the next one that we're that, that I was looking at uh, on Twitter. Um, so we have this one, gays against groomers. Um, now, do I believe that this site is actually run by gay people? I don't know. Again, maybe this is like a, a Candace Owens type situation where, you know, she'll uh, – She'll play up to the to the people to to try and make everybody love her, even though you know they don't probably really won't love her back. But so they have this thing. It's, apparently, it's Masturbation Month or whatever month that was. This was posted was Masturbation Month. Um, I mean, every month is Masturbation Month if you believe in yourself, right? But um, and, and this 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 website is like puberty curriculum. And, of course, they don't give a link to the website. They never give links. They always just give screenshots, and they never give links to, so I can, you can go and read this. So you have to, you know, if you really want to try and see what the hell they're talking about, you have to hunt it down because they never do it for you. They're like, do your own research. So at first, I couldn't find it because at first I found, like, the page, and I found their curriculum. I found the synopsis of their curriculum, and it was like, you know – I was like, I couldn't find anything referring that, that said anything about masturbation, like nothing whatsoever. And especially with these two, who I would probably say are about, I would say these kids are six, six or seven at the most. I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I can't say how old these kids are. And I feel like puberty the wonder years. And I started saying, what would you do if I sang out of tune? Would you stand up and walk out on me? Lend me your ears and I'll sing you a song. And I'll try not to sing out of key, even though I just did. Anyway. Um, so, anyway. So I finally found a page where they were talking about, like, you know, Masturbation Month. And how, you know, adolescents. You, how in, encouraging you as adults to talk to your adolescents about how masturbation is normal if they didn't, how some children will do it, it's normal, and some children won't do it, and it's normal, and it's fine. Nothing about kids that look like this. Nobody on that website that I could find was saying anything about Talk to these, talk to your six-year-olds about wanking. But of course, even these people who are the type of people who are like, let's remove the T from the LGBT, just make it LGB, 
even though these people are probably also want to remove the B, because they probably buy erasure people too, but I'm not going to get into that part. But I can probably do a little better Joe Cocker imitation, but still a little bit of a sore throat. I mean, I mean, no, maybe I, mean, I could still probably do Louis Armstrong, but I don't know. I probably need need to be a little more raspy with the with the with the Joe Cocker. Um, but yeah, like there's true evil afoot. What they say, it's true evil. <clears throat> But nobody's saying it's masturbation month for kids. Those the only places where the four words are in the same sentence is on this post. It's more again, it's more lies by these fools, these idiots who are trying to manipulate you into being anti-trans because they're trying to make you afraid of trans people and trying to make you think that the people that are trans are groomers and pedophiles. Because they, they want to make them into scapegoats and make you afraid of them so they can do things and make you afraid of them and, and then maybe, you know, lock them up or something like that. Let's get to this caller as well. I don't know. Did this, is this, is this, is this uh, Gibson Media? Yes, it Hello. is. Okay. I'm, I'm getting good at recognizing the phone numbers. So what's going on, man? Well, I mean, I, I don't know what your take is on this, this transgender issue and talk of all this is a distraction from a lot of things, but we don't have to get into that. But the fact of the matter is that it's a mental disorder. You're not born that way. It's just like homosexuality. You're not born a homosexual. You're not born a lesbian. It's a definitely a learned behavior, and it's a mental problem that has to be treated and treated the right way. Am I saying that they should be shunned in society and put into a corner someplace? No. But, uh, you know, every human being has a right to life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness, you know. But at the same time, we got to treat – we have to admit the problem, analyze the problem, and be honest with ourselves what the problem is and not be worried about hurting people's feelings. I, I 100% disagree with you. I, I 100% disagree. I, I, I understand that you, you are I, – I believe that you are coming from a religious place. I, I mean, you went to, like – um, you went to like a religious college, didn't you study like theology school? Yes, theology school. Yeah, yeah, you went to theology school. So, I mean, I think that shaped you a little bit. Um, I, I'm sure you, you were probably raised that way as well, right? To believe, to no, believe such, no, 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 okay. No. I came from a broken home actually, so it was uh, okay. My parents were divorced, so no, oh, I mean, my parents are divorced too, but. I mean, oh, that, yeah, that well, doesn't necessarily have, affect yeah. me. But, you know, actually, I did go to religious school, but um, I was not raised to, to believe that either. I mean, I've seen kids from, you know, that were really young that I looked at what that I've just, that just something about them was like, that kid's going to grow up and that kid is, is going to be, that kid is, is probably not going to be straight when that kid grows up. And it's just... Now, wait a second. That's a totally <laughs> very, that's a very, very uh, uh, hard line to take. Uh, I mean, uh, to, to look at somebody just because they act a certain way and assume that they're going to be gay. You're I mean, stereotyping that person. Maybe, maybe. I mean, and, and, but, you know, in the, in the particular case, I was right. But, you know, <laughs> I, I, did, I didn't okay. have an, I didn't, I didn't have, I didn't like 
try and divert the kid any other way, or I didn't try and do anything about it. I, I, it was just a hunch, and my hunch happened to be right. But okay, you know, that's fair. It, that's fair. I, I just, I just, I, I don't consider, I don't consider it to be a disorder. I, I don't, I don't. I mean, you know, even, I mean, even if you, if what you call a disorder, which I disagree with, I don't think it is. Um, but what you would, if it's a disorder, it would be something from birth. So it would be something you're born with. Um, now disagree with it that it's a disorder. Now there are some people who are, now I've have, I've had, um, a friend of mine, uh, who I met online. Um, her name's Evie Winters. Uh, if you look back at some of my previous podcasts, I, um, I think I've only have one of them on YouTube. I think I have both of them are on Blog Talk Radio, but only one of them is on YouTube. Um, the second one I mean, YouTube, I think, I think it's right around the same time I had Hal Sparks on for the second time as well. Um, the show is called Evie Winters 2 Electric Boogaloo. Um, and Evie Winters is a trans activist, and I've had her on, and um, we've talked about the idea that, you know, just because there, there are tra- definitely trans people who have dysphoria. Um, but there are trans people who don't, you don't have to have dysphoria to be trans, but there, I mean, yes, there are trans people with dysphoria and dysphoria is a disorder is, is a, is a disorder listed in the DSM. And, um, there are people who go to see psychologists for their dysphoria and they, you know, part of the way that they treat the dysphoria is many times going through the transition. So they don't have to deal with the dysphoria anymore because the part of the issue is the fact is that they don't feel right within the body as is. So, um, so you start going through the natural phases of life, puberty or what, or, or whatever have you, or whatever a woman goes through, uh, when, they, when they, when they become a woman and puberty, now they start I mean, it's puberty scared. too. Women, women go through puberty. Yeah. I mean, it's different, okay. but women still go through puberty. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> But it's it, it's different for them. But yeah, okay. Um, and, but they start having questions about their feeling or how they're feeling. Now that maybe they don't fit in with their social crowd, so now they become uh, withdrawn from their the, their their peers. And now they start, well, I'm gay, or I, oh, you know what? I want to be. Well, I feel more comfortable with my girlfriend than I do do a guy. And now they start experimenting, and all of a sudden, oh, I'm, I'm a lesbian. No, that's a learned behavior. That's learned now. You know, and I, and I've seen that happen throughout when I was in high school. Girls that maybe not have been as good looking as others, they were reserved and felt more comfortable hanging out with other girls. I've seen that. I we all have. Come on. So you got that. Well, that's I mean, warranted. but I I don't think I don't think that's the correct way to look at it though. See, when I would see that, because there's not just straight and gay. There's not just you know or or straight and, and lesbian. There's there's you know there there are people who happen to be you know. There might be people who are, you know, you know, who might be like, you know, hetero romantic, but, you know, bisexual, or there might be people who are, you know, who, who might, you know, be attracted to many guys, but a few women or many, many, many women and a few guys like I know of, you know, there are, I know some people who are mostly lesbian, but like a guy every once in a while, like there's, there's, there's all different sorts. It, it, it's not as cut and dry, I think, as you're, you're trying to make it, make it seem. Are there people who might experiment with something because they might be interested in, in maybe trying something? 
Maybe, but but that doesn't necessarily mean it's a it's a disorder or something's wrong with them. It might just be maybe they're just hedonistic or something. Maybe or maybe there's just something that there's all sorts of different ways to express people's sexuality. Not everything is is necessarily as 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 cut and dry. You know, and and maybe this is, this should be something I've been toying around with the idea of making a separate YouTube channel. Um, maybe I'll do it after I hit my thousand subscribers on this one. Um, of having a kind of a liberal ban after dark where we go more in depth on sexuality issues and we talk more in depth about these things and, and do a more in-depth talk about such things. Because I don't want to get too adult on, on, like on, this, on, this, on this discussion. Um, yeah. So I'm probably going to stop this discussion at this point on this issue because I want to yeah, get back yeah, to the no, whole yeah, anti-trans yeah. things. But, but no, I, one, I thing, think, one thing, one thing, though, okay. I just want to mention one thing. As far as the sports thing goes, you know, okay. you have the women's sports, men's sports. Why not have a transgender league also? Why not where they can all compete with each other? And why not? What, trans, what, trans men and trans women? Yeah, why not? Well, I mean, the, I, because, I mean, there's, like, for example, there was, there, was an, there was an issue one time in Texas where there was a trans man. And just so anybody who's listening who might not know, because this always confuses a lot of people who I have this discussion with. Trans men are people who are assigned female at birth and who, but who feel like they are men. Um, so this, this trans, this trans young trans man was in wrestling, and because was this person was assigned female at birth, was forced to wrestle in the young women's division in high school. Um, wanted to wrestle the men because trans man. They wouldn't allow him to do that. So he wrestled the women and he destroyed every one of them. But Which they wouldn't wrong, let him right? wrestle the men. So Which you think is wrong, correct? You think that's wrong? And that's, and that's wrong because he is yes, a trans man and should have been allowed to wrestle with the men. So now, I agree with that point. Now, yeah. Okay. Okay. So, so and, and there are trans women um, who now, now will probably disagree on this. Um, I believe that, you know, well, here's the thing. If this is a, if this is a, to me, I don't understand that this, this to me should be a, the conservative viewpoint on this. If somebody's child is feeling as if they have, that they are a trans person, either a trans Man, a trans young trans man or a young trans woman, they go to their parents, and the parents bring their children to their doctor, to their like general practitioner, and they go see a psychologist, and and they you know check off all the boxes like responsible parents would do, and and they go talk, and 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 everybody involved makes you know go goes through it and says okay, this person is not just a matter of confusion, this person you know, really is a trans woman, you know, this is young, this person who was assigned male at birth is really a young trans woman and really, you know, sh- you know, it's at, at the point when this young person turns 18 will probably want to start the process of transitioning. We, we really want to consider putting this person on puberty blockers. Um, to me, if, if, if parents believe that it's right and, and the child believes that it's right and the doctors all sign off on it. If everybody signs off on it, why should the government step in and say no? 
Why not wait until you're 18 like everything else? You have to be 18 to do other things. You got to be 18 to go into the military. Why not be 18 to do that too? Why not? Because you can't. Because at 18 you can't use puberty blockers. I'm not talking about removing parts. I'm not talking about gender reassignment. I'm talking about puberty blockers. Okay. You can, just the, you the can, puberty blockers. You can, you can you can stop puberty blockers at, at any point, and 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 puberty and puberty can restart once you stop. Okay. Stop okay. It. That's a fact. I didn't know too much about that. Okay, so, so you educate me there on that one. All right. So, so then, so at that point, you're you're not getting the you're not getting as much of the hormones that you would as you're developing, and therefore, if if you were participating in a woman's sport as a trans woman, then you you might not have those testosterone advantages that you might have. But what what the, what's also another thing is that. Let's say you're a, um, I forget the name of the syndrome off the top of my head, because there's so many different other conditions that somebody can have. Um, Polycystic ovary syndrome, I think. Somebody can correct me in the chat if I'm wrong about this one, where these women, um, where they're they're cis women, um, so assigned female at birth, and they are women, and and they're they're not trans, um, but they produce higher levels of of testosterone. So they may grow more muscles more quickly. They may have higher bone density. They may have, you know, features that I think one of the one of the women um, who has participated in the Olympics, um, you know, people were thinking this is a they're saying this woman's a dude and it's not. It's a woman. She just has higher levels naturally of testosterone. Are we going to be checking everybody for higher testosterone levels to make sure that they don't compete either? You know, are we going to. Are we gonna, yeah, you know, know. Are, are we are we gonna are, are we gonna be doing everything, you know, you know, what levels of fairness are we gonna be judging, you know, the, these these young girls on when they compete? I mean, you know, is it fair if, <clears throat> let's say there there's a competition going on in the public schools, and let's say there's a wealthy parents in the in the in the public schools, and they can afford personal trainers um, to, for their kids, and meanwhile other kids in the same school. Uh, have our poorer parents and they can't afford the personal trainers. So their kids aren't, um, aren't as, you know, toned or aren't as, and so, <laughs> and then let's say there's other kids who, you know, all these kids are maybe trying to fight for athletic scholarships, but here you have, you know, a kid maybe who might have a thyroid condition that's keeping them overweight. So they can't compete in this thing. It's not fair to that person. They can't compete for the scholarships because of that, you know, you know, you know what eliminates a, all that stuff? Now you're really getting technical, and I understand. And I agree with you. Right. That, you know what eliminates that? All oh, national socialism. That's what eliminates that. National you know, socialism? Fact, you know? Well, yeah, that's a not, national, national socialism. Uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, national socialism is, is Nazism. But, yeah, but, but well, making, we don't want you know that. But I'm talking about that form of style of governmental belief and, and pattern as far as the workforce and uh, social standards, not where you, we're going to take this group of people and go kill them. And no, you know, I'm talking, you know, but I'm talking about the only the best will get and achieve and thrive. Meanwhile, with the help and assistance of the government at the same time, you know, you're going to take your best of your best and the lower is still going to achieve, but we're not going to do what the Nazis did. But and use the National Socialist uh, point of plan and view the, sa- the same way, but not in a discriminatory way. It can work. It can work. But what, what I'm saying is that what I'm saying, what I was getting to is like, maybe we just don't make it so that you don't, you need, maybe don't make it so that you need a, a sports scholarship to go to school. Yeah, like maybe, that too. You know? So, so make <laughs> it, make it so that we can, you can, you can go to college and get an education 
regardless of your ability to compete. Now, these people could still go and compete and, and, and go to college. And now that colleges allow people to use their talents to make money off of it, you know, everyone like should have the been... opportunity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone should have the opportunity to go to college. That's where I'll agree. Right. I don't believe in the capitalist type of way of belief there where, you know, and, you have to, I believe everyone should get an opportunity. Same thing with healthcare. You know, everyone should get health healthcare. Well, good. Look, I'm glad you say that. That's good. I'm glad, I'm glad, <laughs> I'm glad, I'm glad you, you believe that everybody's entitled to healthcare. That's great. Um, but, but ultimately, usually my end, my end of, of this, of this sports, especially high school sports, rants usually ends up with is the fact that, you know, there are studies that show that for every individual who just treats a young trans person as if they want to be treated, like for every person who like uses a young trans person's correct pronouns, calls them by the name that they wish to be called, doesn't misgender them, et cetera, and just, just treats them with dignity and respect. For every person that does that, they're 50% less likely to commit suicide. Um, and of course, so, so like the first person, you know, 50% and then 50% off of that. So like 70, that means 75% and then 50% off of that. So it's not like two people means they're guaranteed not going to suicide. But I mean, I guess you get diminishing returns at some point. But for every person that accepts them, they're less and less and less likely to often to unalive themselves. So my concern with the whole issue is, is not whether or not little Sally is going to get a sports scholarship. Um, it's, it's whether or not, um, somebody is going to unalive themselves or not. So that's my ultimate concern here is making sure that, yeah. that yeah. is making sure that we treat people with, you know, with, with dignity and, and respect. And my thing is that a lot of these things, like the fear mongering that goes on, like with the last slide that I showed with the, with the transgender toddlers being treated at two years old, which is a bunch of bunk. It's a bunch of BS. It's not happening. This is because this center treats more than just young trans youth. It treats many different other conditions that all they're doing is just fear mongering about this boogeyman that is the trans people. And they're not discussing the issue. Well, we look too much for the way. doctors. You know, yeah. Well, too much. Well, you know, a doctor that's going to look at a child, play with a toy and then come to a conclusion, I think is just ridiculous anyway. You know, I mean, it just really is. There's too much in our life. There's too much stay. I mean, too much control of everything. And that's where I come in, where I say less government. But it's, we're a wealthy country, and we have a central bank. We've talked about this, too, before, not to change the subject. But we, we can have the ability to do all these things without having to suppress certain groups or have the control that we have because people want to control us, and the government wants to. And that's really – the corruption and, and really what happens when government becomes too large. It becomes corrupt and wants to control too many aspects of our life and influence us in the medical field, uh, educational field, you know, and, and it's just too much. So TV2 Live in the chat asks, uh, Gibson, do you think, since you said that everybody has the right to health care, um, do you believe that we should have a single-payer single payer plan? Like how would you implement that everybody should have health care? Well, I I could give me I don't know off the top of my head to give me my plan how okay. we should implement it. All I can say is a broad spectrum right now is we have the ability to provide health care for everybody in this country, and there's no reason why we should not have the opportunity for everyone to have access to the same health care everyone else does, and we and we can have that in this country. There's no reason why. I'm, that's fair enough. And and look, you know, like when I ran for Congress way back in the day in 2004. Like I, I, my idea was like baseline preventive care, like 
guaranteeing everybody, like, you, you can go to the doctor, you can get your preventive care, everything preventive is covered 100% up front, and to make sure that, every, that, that you get everything treated that you need to get treated up front to make it less likely to, for everybody to use the emergency rooms, and that was my start. Um, and that's and, a great idea because it would save money in the end too with the emergency room use. You, you right. Said, you know? Because nobody can get turned because there were, you have a problem of people abusing the emergency rooms because, yep. because if you don't have insurance, you then have to wait. The people will wait to make their problems so they get large enough to use the emergency room and then they're worse and then they're more expensive. So, exactly. So, so if we did that, and then that's one thing. Now, you know, no, the problem is like, you know, when, when Bernie Sanders talks about his plan, you know, you couldn't even have like a, a Chris Matthews on MSNBC discussing the plan honestly, or when it was with Warren's plan, I think it was, because it was like, you know, are you going to raise taxes on it? And she was like, well, yeah. I was like, okay. And then he changed the subject. I'm like, well, yeah, you're okay. You're raising taxes, but then you don't, you're not paying your premiums. So you're, it's, how much net money you're saving, are you saving? Yeah, you're spending and saving. Yeah, yeah. Right. So it's like so you have to look at the entirety, the difference of it. Like, I don't know. Like, I, yeah, I paid more. I paid. I actually paid. Like, I got a. I got. I, I did better on the private market, getting a healthcare plan through the podcast than I did on on the <laughs> on the uh, on the front side. Then going through the going through the exchange. Now, what about copays? Let me ask you that real quick. What about well, copays? Let me, well, here's the thing. Yeah. On on the front end, I did better go, going through like my podcast and getting. I had to get like myself a plan and then my wife and my kids a plan. So we were like two separate plans. Premium wise, it was cheaper. Now, if we would have everybody would have gotten sick at the same time, it it would have been worse. But okay. but so 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 that, so if if, if everybody went, everybody fortunately that didn't happen and that only that we don't, that that was only the case for eleven months. But had every, had everybody gotten sick, it would have been better for us to go on the, on the exchange plan. So uh, again, the the, the copays that we had in exchange plans were would have been blessed for us. Now I know people who do have an exchange plan who have wonderful copays. I don't know they they found a better plan than I did apparently. So. Um, or maybe they had maybe they had a better plan this year than when I was looking. But, but I've don't had you a think that plan. all the doctors, you know, you know, the leading doctors and surgeons across this country, everybody can't sit down at the table and come up with a, a, just a one single plan that we're every not based upon income, based upon anything that we're ever. If you're an American citizen, this is what you can get when you walk into a doctor's office in this country, and everybody gets it, you know. And, and why can't we all come to that agreement? It's not that hard, you know, to to figure out. I just don't see why that that can't be done in this country. I look, I agree with you. I I think that 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 should we should be able to get that done. Um, unfortunately, somebody is going to some somebody's going to label it something, and somebody else is going to label it something yeah. else, and then you're gonna you're not yeah. going to be able to sit down. Unfortunately, we have too many people who are unwilling to work with other people. Um, and yeah. we need to, we need it's to have more people who are willing to yeah. work with him with more people on the other side. So yeah. I agree. I agree. I have to go, but uh, I appreciate you taking my call. Uh, it was a good conversation. I appreciate it. I'll listen. I'll listen in. I just got some work to do on the side here. So as always, yeah. you know, we disagreed on some, I'm glad we agreed on some and have a good <laughs> one. Uh, you too. All right. Bye. All right. So let's get back to, uh, the topic at hand. 
Um, let's see, Elizabeth. I listened to the committee hearings when they were negotiating Obamacare. I read the whole Obamacare thing. Like I, I was going through the whole six months, and everyone, no one, none of the conservatives believed me when I was like, I like they were like, read the bill. I'm like, I read the bill. You know, I, I debated the con- my, my congressman who brought the whole bill in. I'm like, I read it. And he was trying to claim that one thing was like death panels. I'm like, that's not death panels. You're listening to the Liberty Council. They told you that. You didn't read this. This is about cost sharing. And the one problem with the, with the Affordable Care Act, and I'll say it, there is, there are pro- it's not perfect. There, there are many problems with the Affordable Care Act. Um, it could be finagled in such a way where um, if, you, if, you, if you basically say, okay, well, if the doctors charge higher prices, if you basically say, I'm going to reimburse you higher rates, I want to reimburse you higher rates for these procedures than I used to. Like, let's say, let's say you would reimburse something for 100, right? All right, let's, no, actually, let's say you would reimburse something for 80. So you could basically charge 100 for your premium or whatever and pay 80 to the doctor and then keep 20, Right. And then you would, you, you could also, you would keep 20 off the top and that's, that's the most you could keep off of that. Right. So then, so you would say, okay, well, instead of, I'm, I'm going to agree to pay you a hundred instead of 80 for these services. Right. So that, because I'm agreeing to pay you a hundred, I can now charge you, I can now charge my customers more than 120 because now 80, to get 80% of X to get to one, 100 is more than $20, more than 100, 100. So I get to keep more money, so, which means the premiums go up. So that was one of the problems with the Affordable Care Act. Um, there are other problems with it as well. But it was better than what, what we had because the Affordable Care Act got rid of things like precision. It got rid of pre-existing condition clauses. And, and one of the things that a lot of people didn't get was in order – you had to have a mandate rid of pre-existing condition clauses or otherwise you had dealt with anti-selection. And if you don't understand what that means, you were not equipped to debate the topic of whether or not we should have a mandate or not. Because anti-selection basically meant that, or adverse selection, which is another way to put it, that if, if you didn't have to buy insurance until you were sick, then you would wait until you were sick to buy insurance. So, if you can't, so what, what basically, then that, so if you had a pre-existing condition clause that went away, you had to have a mandate in place to prevent you from waiting to get sick to buy, because then you just have a health discount plan. And then the, then the insurance companies go out of business. You don't have any insurance companies. You can't buy insurance. So anywho, um, you have too many Rick Scotts in Congress. Yes. Two more hospitals is close here in Appalachia. Vulture capitalists drain them dry and then close them down. Ugh. Yeah. And yeah, there was a whole issue with states being able to opt out, which also sucked. Um, All right. Let's get off of this one. Let's go to the next one. So here's, remember I was saying, they're trying to vilify people into... uh, I forgot to pull this thing up. Hold on. Um, um, so basically, he signed in the law um, 
that includes death penalty for child rapists. Now, at, at, at your gut, at everybody's gut, you're like, all right, nobody is going to weep that somebody who raped a child dies. I'm not going to weep about it. I don't know anybody in the chat who's going to weep about it. Um, like, I can't imagine anybody who's going to be sitting here and say that, that, that dead child molesters are a bad thing. Like, <laughs> Mickey Mouse is going to kick Ron's ass. Yes, that, 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 that is going to happen. Um, trying to find this this thing. Um, anyway, so, but yeah, but it's 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 a it's a I'm going to make people happy, Bill. I'm going to be able to say yes. I'm going to put these child rapists to death, and it's a good thing, and la la la. And I'm I'm pandering to the people because they're going to love me for doing this. Because, but. Again, we're gonna we're we're going to turn these people who are LGBTQA folks. We're gonna make that they're the groomers, they're the pedophiles. So then there's the people we need to be scared about. So then we're gonna so then we're gonna be, and then then we're gonna get to kill them because if oh if they're groomers and pedophiles, then we're gonna get to kill them because guess what? If they're if they're, if they're raping the kids, then we get to kill them and and and, and then they're gonna perk those little ears up because ooh yay. Um, so there's that. Um, but one thing that I'm concerned about, about this whole thing, and it's an unpopular statement to make, apparently, because I had some people give me pushback on it, which was, is this really helping kids? Does this really help children? I don't know. Does it? If somebody is a child rapist, right now, they know that they're not going to get the death penalty if they're caught. So if they know that they're going to get the death penalty, is that going to be a deterrent for them to not rape the children? Or... Is that going to be incentive for them to murder their victims? That's my question. That's one of my questions, at least. Because the latter, you're not protecting the children. You're making it more likely for those children to die. Now, obviously, those children are going to have some problems, clearly. There might be some issues in those childs later in life or those children later in life. I discussed this issue um, in my living life as a fat person because when I worked at Louisiana Public Health Institute, I said that children who are abused um, as children, uh, there is a high correlation between children who are victims of abuse, be it physical or sexual abuse are more likely to be morbidly obese as adults. There's a high correlation 
between childhood abuse, especially sexual abuse and obesity, especially with young girls who their minds will say, look, if I eat, I'll be less, even though child abuse is usually not about necessarily, ooh, you know, attractiveness. It's about, you know, the sickness in the mind of the, of the pedo. Um, in the mind of the young child, they're going to think, oh, if, I'm, if I make myself fat, I'll be less attractive. So therefore, I'm going to gorge myself and make myself less attractive. So therefore, I'll be less likely to be abused. But even, even without that thought, which is one of the things that the study that I read said, um, just to deal with the issues that arise from being molested. Um, you know, as a young kid, you, again, you don't have access to alcohol. You don't have access to drugs, typically. Now, some kids do, and some kids might go get the liquor, go raid the liquor cabinet, or some kids might go find that mommy or daddy's pills or something. Um, but most, in the most cases, the, the kids are going to go raid the pantry and go eat the cookies or go eat snacks or go <coughs> chug the sodas or what, <coughs> whatever. Then Real Bit pieces says, no, it won't. Death penalty for murder does, with guns doesn't work to deter them. The death penalty doesn't work as a preventive law. And that's, that's, what, that's my point. Like, I don't think it's going to prevent them from committing the crimes. And if they feel like they're, like they're going to be more likely to get away with their crime, I think they'll be more likely to unalive the children to make them more likely to get away with their crimes, right? So to me, it, it puts the children more at risk, not less at risk. So that's one of the problems I have with this uh, DeSantis bill. Um, um, I'm trying to find the Supreme Court ruling where this was the case. Um, Uh, not Furman versus Georgia eliminated death penalty in every state because it was, uh, um, it was done in a capricious way or whatever. Um, but there is some, there's some ruling. I can't seem to find it that basically said that you can't have the death penalty in non murder cases. Um, I can't seem to find it, but that's still Furman versus Georgia, which is not it. Um, but I, I, I heard somewhere, I, I, several places, that they said that the death penalty was in the Supreme Court was deemed unconstitutional by the Supreme Court. Um, in cases that are not that are not dealing with murder. So 
this law that would make this law automatically unconstitutional. But we have a Supreme Court that's an activist conservative Supreme Court. And what are these conservative people doing now? What are these conservative legislators doing now? They are passing laws meant to challenge existing Supreme Court rulings, meant to challenge and overthrow these existing Supreme Court rulings, because we have a Supreme Court that cares not for stare decisis. We have a Supreme Court that wants to overturn lots of Supreme Court rulings from the past. So maybe he wants to just challenge this stare decisis as well and say, okay, well, let's Let's make the death penalty legal for other things other than murder as well. So who knows? Who knows with that part? Um, But one of the horrible things that came up in this discussion, let me see if I can scroll and find it. Um, Because here... Oh, I can't find that question because the this statement, because this statement was from a suspended account. Interesting. I should have taken a screenshot. Um, so I, I did ask the question to Ron DeSantis. Serious question because child rape is clearly abhorrent. Will the death penalty for child rapists make it more likely that child rapists will murder their victims since it's the same penalty? Look, I won't wait for them if they fry, but does this protect kids? best so this person who says you know from this suspended account said something basically to the effect of the kids turn into them too or whatever and um i said the child were turned into what and basically this user said that he didn't care if the molester murdered the victim because it didn't matter because the victim is just going to turn into a child molester themselves. And as such, he's just stopping at the source. And I was like, what are you freaking kidding me? Are you absolutely freaking kidding me? I need to scroll back up and deal with this real Bill P comment as well. Cause Holy crap. Yeah. Cause that, that's something else to deal with, with the, uh, conservative accusations are really confessions. So I said, according to this source, that theory is false. Um, uh, According to theconversation.com, child sex abuse does not create pedophiles. A popular misconception is that most child sex offenders are once victims themselves. Um, So let's click on that link um, and we'll, we'll go down it. Um, popular misconception is that most child sex offenders were once victims themselves. The theory is based on the erroneous assumption that they've become pedophiles, those preferentially sexually attracted to prepubescent children because of their victimization. This is a tidy explanation for a minority of offenders, a minority. But for most victims of child sex abuse, this is not only untrue, it's harmful. It can increase the stigma and prevent people from speaking up about their abuse. Some victims may fear they will one day become an offender or at least develop the desire to offend. The estimated prevalence of sexual abuse against children varies depending on the study. Prevalence estimates of abuse against males range from 1.4 to 8% of the population for penetrative abuse and 5.7 to 16% for non-penetrative abuse. For females, prevalence rates are estimated at 4 to 12% of the population for penetrative abuse, 13.9 to 36 for non-penetrative. I'm thinking that of the, I think the population that they're talking about is the population of 
sex offenders. I'm not, I don't think they're talking about the population as a whole. Um, many empirical studies have investigated a link between the sexual victimization as a child and later sex offending or other delinquent behaviors. As I wrote my last conversation article, some studies suggest anywhere between 33% and 75% of child sex offenders report being sexually abused as children. Others debunk the theory. A 2001 study, for example, combined self-reports of child abuse with polygraph tests. Before the polygraph test, 61% of sex offenders claim to have been abused compared to 30% after the polygraph. This indicates that more sex offenders claim to have been abused as children than actually have a history of abuse. More recent study of more than 38,000 males found that very few who were sexually abused went on to become offenders themselves. Only 4% of sexual offenders studied had confirmed history of child sexual abuse themselves. A researcher said uh, the findings may provide reassurance that sexually abusing others is a rare outcome of being victimized. So the answer to the question, does child sexual abuse create pedophiles? The answer is largely no. A small percentage of victims will go on to become offenders, but the vast majority won't. And what I went on to say in my, in my tweet over here, it's probably even a smaller percentage than what was stated in this article, because the amount of people who are admitting that they were abused as children is probably, is, is probably less than the actual amount because of the, of the stigma that's attached to admitting that you're a victim of childhood abuse because people are afraid that people are going to think, oh, well, you're a victim of childhood abuse. You're more likely to be a, child, a sexual predator now because of the stigma, because of the falsehood belief. So it's a, perpetuate, it's a self-perpetuating thing. Less people admit to being abused, so therefore – Society sees a higher percentage of people abused versus people who are people who go on to abuse. So if everybody were to come out and say, "Hey, we were abused," you would see much, 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 much less. So it might even be even it might even be less than four percent. Might be three percent. Might be two percent of the people who were abused. Which is why, during my episode of living life. As a fat man, when I discussed that whole thing about childhood abuse and the propensity of people being abused as a child and having uh, a, a, a large correlation between abuse and being morbidly obese and why a few weeks ago I almost said it, that's why I didn't say it, but now I will. I'm one of those people. I, my grandfather, did inappropriately, inappropriately touch me as a kid. And one of the reasons I never said it before was because I was afraid that people would think that of me. I was afraid that people would be like, oh, well, if he was touched inappropriately as a child, that's going to make him more likely to be somebody who's an offender in the future. And only after reading this thing did I have the courage to say it publicly here? Only after reading this. Now, I did say it on my Facebook page before, so some of you who are friends with me on Facebook know it already. But I was half tempted to say it a few weeks back, but I changed my mind midstream. I was like, no, I'm not going to say it. And I, was almost, I almost said it, but I didn't. I, I chickened out. I, I didn't want to, I didn't feel like saying it out into the open, out into the internet where anybody could hear it. But when I was having this discussion and that guy said it, said made his rude ass comment, and then I went ahead and found this article and saw the data and saw, 
oh, that's a falsehood. That's not a true statement. That, that, that is a myth. That is not a real thing. Huh. Okay. Which made me more likely and more willing to be able to come forward and say it. So there you go. A truth about liberal dam. So now you know something extra about me and my life. So there you go. Let's flip back to the main one. <clears throat> go back into the chat. And part of the reason I share is simply because of the fact that, you know, perhaps it helps others. I mean, I know when I shared it on Facebook, a lot of people were thanking me for it. Um, it's something I've dealt with in therapy a little bit. Another one of the reasons that I didn't talk about it a lot or I haven't, I didn't come out with it publicly. Um, I was worried about how it would like affect my mom. Um, but I'm not sharing things publicly with my mom on Facebook at the moment. I'm having some issues there too. So she couldn't see it. So I was afraid that she would feel terribly guilty that it happened to me, even though I don't know why she would, because it wasn't her fault. She, how, how could she have possibly known? Um, you know. It is what it is. Thank you, Donald. Um, so it's, again, it's another reason why I get really upset when I start hearing these people ranting and raving about people being groomers and people being pedophiles and people doing this and that and making all these accusations against others when they have no basis to do it. Because throwing around that accusation against people when there's no evidence of it, just to use it as a political attack, is not just mean-spirited, it's, it's horrible. It's terrible, and it's most likely they're the ones doing it anyway. Right, let's scroll back. I, I, I saw something that I think Bill was talking about, and I want to scroll back and see about some of the stuff. P dubs, it also tends to damage the child's self esteem and may overeat for comfort. That's also true. Um, that is also a very good point. Thank you for that. Um, MJ, I have such atrocious thoughts about death Satan. They'd land me in jail. Yeah, me too. Um, P-dubs, they need to start, stop letting sexual predators out of prison. They have low success of reforming. They get out and re-offend. Yeah, recidivism of people who are offenders are high. Um, I don't know how well chemical castration works with them. Um, the thing I don't get with sex offenders and and like because you're a sex offender. So if you move into a neighborhood as a sex offender, you have to like send out postcards like, Hey, I'm a sex offender. I'm moving to your neighborhood. Here's the crimes that I did. And so, okay. So if you're a, you're a, you, you're a kid toucher, you molested children. Yeah. Okay. I get that. I, I understand that. Yeah. Kids don't go near that house. I don't want you anywhere near that house. Don't go trick-or-treating there. They can't even do trick-or-treating because they can't. It's against the law. 
Um, but then like somebody else is like, Hey, I'm, uh, this is my house. I live here. I was a sexual offender. What was your sex crimes? Oh, I was a hooker. Hmm. People have been knocking on the door. Hey, I heard you were a hooker. Sounds like a business card almost. Like, why would you, why would you <coughs> like, Hey, this is my address and I'm a hooker. Hello. You open for business? Tell tell your all your neighbors that you're a hooker. It's allowed. It's like, hey, I'm advertising. Send a, include a coupon. Buy one get one free special. Or punch card. Buy nine get the tenth for free. Anyway, um, real bill P. Now states are lowering the age of consent. When child marriage becomes legal, all children are down. I mean, child marriage is legal in many of these states that are conservative states. It's almost 13. It's, it's absurd. Protect the kids, but let me marry one. Ooh. It's gross. I mean, who looks at a 13-year-old and is like, I'm going to marry that one? <sighs> Amazes me that no one points out pointing out that Trump is a sexual brother. I mean, he is. I mean, not just the whole grab it by the hoo-ha thing. Not just the fact that he raped somebody, allegedly, in, in I mean, I believe the woman, in, in, the, in the department store. Um, he walked into the freaking Miss Teen USA locker room when the girls were changing. Like, gross. Come on. Like, ugh. Ugh. see uh let's see if hillary snuck in and killed Epstein. nice um let's see wait i missed part of the elizabeth story hold on i don't know i missed part of the elizabeth story i don't know um, something about broken foot. I don't know. I have to catch up with that later. Um, Real Bill P. It took me 57 years to find and prosecute my abuser. Wow. Um, mine's long dead. Um, died, I want to say, sophomore year of high school. I think it was sophomore year of high school because we were living in my apartment, which meant he would move. He had just, they had just moved to California. My grandparents had just moved to California, which means we had just moved to our apartments. Uh, and like, apparently they just got moved out there. They got everything moved into the house and then he croaked. Um, let's see. Buh, buh, buh. John Schultz. I think we have a chance. Gen Z is starting to pay attention. Maybe. Um, I don't know. Um, Gen Z needs to support. They'll be targeted by the right wingers. Thing is, with the, with like now you have conservatives out there who want to make the voting age twenty one or twenty five. Even it's like nobody who's eighteen to twenty should be voting Republican at all because. They either, they're like they're fine with them going to war, but they don't want them to vote. They're, they're happy with them dying, but they don't want them voting. It's ridiculous. 
That should be my next Fat Man rant. Um, maybe I'll make it tonight. Who knows? Let's see. It's usually a family member or close family friend. Awkward for the child to tell them to grief. Yeah. Well, the thing with my, with my situation was – this is the thing with my situation. I um, – it stopped at one point. I got fed up, and I forget how old I was. Um, I might have been like eight or nine, maybe. I think it was before middle school, maybe. Um, and I basically was like, if you don't stop, I'm telling mom. And I yelled it. And it was, at, it was in their apartment after they'd moved down to Baltimore when, we were still, when I was living in Baltimore. And it stopped at that point. I was done. Finished. And for the longest time, I thought, okay, well, I stopped it before anything because it was, it was as, as, as the article worded it, it wasn't penetrative. It was just touching. Just and I still say just. Um, and I thought, I put an end to it. It wasn't as bad as it could have been. And I've heard horror stories of other people, what happened to them. So I was thought, well, obviously it wasn't as bad for me as other people. So therefore, it must have had not as big of an effect of me as what I thought it might have. So therefore, very little harm, not worry about it. And then when I'm working at Louisiana Public Health Institute, and I hear the person talking about the high correlation between uh, obesity and childhood abuse. I'm like, huh, maybe it affected me much more than I thought. And that's when I put two and two together and realized, well, it did affect me much more than I thought. So I just scrolled way too far. Hold on. Okay, there we go. Um, thank you all. Um, thank you all for the hearts. I appreciate y'all. Um, I appreciate y'all for the hearts. Thank you, Diane. Um, I will always keep fighting for what's right. Um, you know, you know, one of the, like, I almost gave up on the podcast. Like I almost gave up on this about maybe five years ago ish. Maybe like having very few listeners and I was very frustrated. I wasn't getting a lot of support from my friends. Like I was just felt like I was just talking in the ether and nobody was listening. And like, I almost gave up and I was like, why should I continue doing this? I mean, it's something I want to do. It's something I'd like to do, but I feel like I'm spinning my wheels doing nothing. And one of my friends messaged me privately and she was like, you can't give up on this. You're doing something that's very important. And one day it's going to work out. So you have to keep fighting. And I always go back and read that message. Whenever I feel like I'm down in the dumps, whenever I feel like, whenever I felt like this is just never going to work out and I felt like giving up, I go back and I read that message and it, it lights up my day. It, or it would light up my day. That is until this past year, year and a half-ish, you know, ever since all of y'all started coming into the podcast and ever since I got Hal to come to the podcast. And, and once that started and things started falling into place, now I feel much better with it. I feel like 
you know, y'all have y'all have made this feel like I'm being, you know, you know, much more successful with it. I feel much better with it. I feel like like I'm 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 doing things now. I feel like I'm being successful. Like I'm reaching people. I'm I'm making a difference. That I'm I'm getting, you know. I feel like I'm making a difference at this point. And I, and while I yes I can grow and yes I see future steps that need to be made for me to, to for this to be even better and better and better, you know I, I I see places I still still have goals to reach. Obviously I want to make a thousand subscribers. I want to become monetized. I want to get more subscriptions. I want to get more patrons. Yada yada yada. You know I'd love to be able to do this full time, but baby steps. But you know. I love every one of y'all for coming in here and joining me and supporting me and y'all are awesome. So ever since year and a two months ago, three months ago, this has been wonderful. So, and the support y'all gave me just, just makes me feel very, very good. So, um, let's see. He does. There were plenty of grown men who came to, on to me when I was 13. Um, yep. I mean, as it's, it, it's scary how I've seen people oogle, like as I drop my son off at middle school and I'll see people ogling some of the girls as they get dropped off. I'm just like, come on. Like I've hurt your eyes. If, if you know, what is it? The old, the, 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 you know, I'm Jewish, so I don't believe in Jesus, but there's that good line that Jesus had where, you know, where the guys like, you know, I can't help but stare or whatever. And the Jesus line is, well, then poke your eyes out or something to that effect. You know, again, I'm Jewish, but I fully endorse that statement. If you can't help but look, just gouge your own eyes out. Sounds like a good thing. Sounds like a good advice. Um, my feeling that is if a man thinks he can get away with it, he'll do it. Not every man, but many men. Yes. That's, 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 there are many, many, many men that are problematic. I have a, I have a Facebook tag group that I created. Um, it's all one word, a bunch of men though, because there's so many times when guys will be like, well, not all men, not all men. I'm like, yeah, okay, fine. Not all men, but a bunch of men though, because a bunch of men can be terrible. A bunch of men can be awful. You know, there are reasons why, like there's, um, there's another group that I mean, like, this is the reason why women make tag groups about us. And they'll just show like posts, screenshots of posts of terrible things that men say and do. <clears throat> Jeff Curry, Lost Virginia. I just scrolled. (coughs) Lost Virginia in a cave in 15. Yes, I'm proud from Montana in a cave. Wow. Um, I don't, did I tell my story? I don't know if I told my story about how I lost my virginity. It's, it goes from awe to huh to, but if I ever do tell that story, it's going to be on Liberal Day and Radio After Dark or whatever I decide to call the other show. So 
if you all want to get the Liberal Day and Radio After Dark thing going, get me to 1,000 subscribers, because we'll have that discussion on that show, not on here, on that show, because um, that's going to be an adults-only channel. That's going to be an age-restricted channel, because I think age restrictions hurt monetization, so I want to make sure to have that be completely different than this. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, society makes the victim the aggressor. Unfortunately, it does. They often with the victim blaming. Um, I was in some group where somebody was talking about, like, she is in a relationship with somebody. That person was given some medications, and they were told to not drink on them, but they drank on them anyway and got a little overly intoxicated and they were, tr- that person was trying to initiate sexual intercourse with um, their partner who was sober. And the sober partner was like, no, 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 you're drunk. You're drunk. No, no, no. And the person who was drunk was, was just continuously like trying, 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 trying. And eventually the person caved and did it. Person got sober, got mad and left and said that she had raped them. And all their friends were like, you and everyone in the group's like, no, the person that was drunk assaulted you. Just because you're drunk, it doesn't mean you can't commit a crime. Like, and we're like, no, like everyone's, and then somebody came into that group and was like, well, you should have, you should have done X. And I, that post, I was going to respond to that post. But apparently the response got deleted, and I was like, good, because they deleted the victim-blaming crap. But no, victim-blaming is no. I, I, I do not stand for victim-blaming. Like, I will mute anybody in that thing who victim – like, if anybody – I let people get away with a lot of horrible crap who call in. I will mute somebody who victim-blames them immediately. Um, a cave on a Honda. Huh. P-dubs, my stepfather's father raped my oldest sister and molested. Oh, I'm so sorry about that, P-dubs. Um, apparently, um, see, there's my mom. I don't know if my grandfather, my grandfather on my mom's side, and that's my adopt. She, she was adopted by him and my grandmother. Um, my mom has her biological paternal side she found them through 23 and me um before i blocked them i was having a conversation with my one of my cousins and apparently there was a whole bunch of other molestation that was going on on the biological side too so i'm glad i wasn't in that part of the can either the the, the maternal side didn't want anything to do with her either with the adop- both with giving her up adoption and later on in life when she managed to find one or two of them. Um, but yeah, I, I ended up, I got into an argument with the cousin and was just like, no, you know what? I'm, I don't even want to deal with y'all. This, y'all can just go away. I don't need y'all. I'm done. Um, so apparently there was some horrible things going on molestation wise in that in with my uh, biological kin, as I've been calling them. Uh, ah, I scrolled again too far. Let's see. Do, do, do. 
I had no idea I was lonely and miserable until I watched two minutes of the Scientology channel. Um, yeah, pluck your eye out. Yes, P-Dubs, you have it right. Pluck your eye out. Yes. Um, hey, Bicycle Mike. Um, I'm still scrolling, trying to catch up with the chat. Um, I like the guy on Instagram perplexed because he thought light and regular tampons labeled L&R because what he labeled L&R asked why she had left and right tampons. I remember that one. <laughs> I was like, uh, somebody posted that one in one of my groups and I was like, duh, it's like the Twix, like the left and right Twix, right? And everyone laughed. Um, let's see. Doo, doo, doo. I am all caught up with the scrolling, LOL. Um, I like making fun of the, the dumbness that happens. Like I've been in groups like, did you fail sex ed or did sex ed fail you? And um, if thine side offends, the pluck, then pluck it out. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I think somebody was like looking at some a prostitute or something and whatever. And somebody that like looking at the hooker or whatever in the Bible and Jesus was like, all right, well then pluck your eye out. Maybe he just, maybe he, maybe Jesus was telling them to go pluck yourself. I don't know. <laughs> um, I don't know. What do I know? I'm Jewish. I'm a Jew, a lonely Jew on Christmas. It's hard to be a Jew on Christmas. Let's see. The fascist plan make them dumbest to not cause trouble. Well, I mean, that's why Donald Trump said he loves the poorly, the poorly educated. He loves the poorly educated. And someone was like, he said he likes the, likes the well-educated too. I'm like, no, he didn't. He didn't say that at all. He, the only people he said he loved was the poorly educated. He loves the poorly educated. Those are the best ones for him. He loves the people who cannot fight back, that cannot, um, that cannot, you know, understand when he's lying, when he's, you know, there's when he's scamming them, when he's being a snake oil salesman, etc. He just loves them people. Elizabeth, you love me some Jewish people. Well, you know, I love you too, Elizabeth. Um, of course, my, you know, as I said before, I'm Jewish. You know, well, I'm not practicing, but I don't need to practice. I've practiced enough as a kid. I don't need to practice anymore. But my wife being Catholic makes my kids cashews. Um, although I have a. Uh, By some like I was Jewish, now I'm culturally Jewish. I mean, that's basically it. I mean, I basically say, while, uh, yes, she is beautiful. I married up. Um, while I'm not a practicing Jew, um, the Nazis don't care. The white supremacists don't care whether or not I'm practicing or not. All they care about is the fact that I was, my mom's Jewish. I was born Jewish. Therefore, they want me dead just the same. So it doesn't matter to me whether or not, you know, I light a menorah regularly every Hanukkah or I practice 
or I, or I keep the Sabbath holy or I um, keep uh, whether or not I eat bacon or eat milk and meat or keep otherwise keep kosher or, um, you know, do the other Jewish things that other wear a yarmulke, which, you know, kind of bothers me. There's a picture of speaking of Ron DeSantis bothers me. There's that picture of, of, of Ron DeSantis um, on, on what's going to call it. There's a, there's a picture of Ron DeSantis at the Western wall on, um, you know, wearing a yarmulke or kippah. And I, I, I'm not comfortable with that. I don't like that idea. I don't like the idea that he's wearing a yarmulke. Uh, I think it's, I think it's absolutely cultural appropriation. Um, now, some people may agree. Some people may disagree. Um, now, am I going to say that every, uh, every goy, every non-Jewish person wearing a yarmulke is, uh, is, is culturally appropriating? Not necessarily. Um, if, if you treat the Jewish people with respect and, and, and whatever, and maybe I'll be fine with it. But if you pander to Nazis and white supremacists, no, you don't get to wear the yarmulke. I'm sorry. Take that crap off. You do not get to wear a yarmulke if, if, you, if, if you pander to white supremacists, Nazis, etc. If you're fighting woke culture, you don't get to wear the yarmulke. The sad thing is, is that his lawyer, his executive counsel, I guess, is the correct way to put it, because it was his official governmental executive counsel, when asked in court to define what woke was, he got it right. He actually, in a very brief sentence, basically said the idea that there are systems of oppression in this country that need to be addressed to, or something to that effect. It was a very short and succinct definition of woke. <laughs> that's basically correct. And that's where woke Florida, so Florida is where that goes to die. So, so if in Florida, that's where, is, is where that the idea that those systems of oppression don't need to be addressed. There, there you go. That's where, that's where Ron DeSantis basically is just admitting to you that he doesn't feel that systems of oppression don't need to be addressed. Well, obviously. <coughs> I say screw you, Ron DeSantis. <laughs> Gorsh. That's one thing that I found quite amusing though. Going back to my cruise for a second. Um, I don't know if I talked about this or not. If I did, oh well, you get to hear it again. Um, they were uh, there's the Disney Cruise Lines are the only cruise lines where you actually get to see fireworks off the off the ship. So they'll they'll launch fireworks off the ship. It's okay. It's not a great fireworks show, but it's fireworks off the off off the side of the ship, and like you know on the Mickey Mouse Club's house, they'll say like hot dog, hot dog, hot diggity dog or whatever, or, or they'll say hot dog or whatever. And so they were playing Uptown Funk. So, so part of Uptown Funk would be like too hot, hot damn. Call the police and the fireman too hot, hot damn. So, so I'm, I was, they start singing it. I'm like, I'm th- I start thinking to myself, well, what are they going to sing 
there really quickly because I didn't know what they were going to sing there because, well, they're not going to say hot damn on a Disney cruise just because all these kids there and it doesn't seem like something that they would sing in front of kids. It's not terrible, but so they're like too hot, hot dog. And so I just started imagining like, you know, why aren't they having like Mickey singing it? Like, you know, too hot, hot dog. And so then my mind, because if you've listened to me long enough, you know that when my mind starts thinking about parodies, I just start running. My mind starts going. Um, um, and so it just became, it, it, it started became becoming like a song between Mickey Mouse and Goofy. And instead of Uptown Funk, it was Uptown Yuck. Like, Uptown Yuck going to give it to you? Uptown Yuck going to give it to you? Don't believe me, just gorsh. I was having a very good time. And my kids were just staring at me like, what the hell are you doing? Like, they were not amused whatsoever. Um, don't believe me, just gorsh. Don't believe me, just gorsh. <laughs> Too hot? Hot dog. Call the police, the fireman. <laughs> Only thing I can't do most, I can't do Donald. I can't do Donald Duck. Like I can do that, like I can do that, but I can't speak like Donald. It's, it's, it's not an imitation that I have figured out how to do. Um, Stitch is my probably my best one. Ohana means family. Family means no one gets left behind or forgotten. So, so that's my Stitch. Um, so there's that. <laughs> I've managed to see. What was I going to say? Earlier, I was going to talk about something else. I wanted to do like, wanted to make a, I wanted to make a, I know Hal hates TikToks, but I wanted to make a TikTok about this one. It was like, do like, what is your hot take? Um, like, what what is your unpopular hot take that's guaranteed to piss you off, but it's probably true and needs to be said anyway? Um, here's mine. Mine is basically, why is it called the greatest generation? Like, I understand that Tom Brokaw, Henry Shane Knightley News, called it the greatest generation in his book, right? So he, he labeled them the greatest generation. But why? Why is it the greatest generation? I mean, yeah, they went to war and they killed Nazis. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean, that's a good thing that they went over there and they killed Nazis. Fine. And then they came back here and turned fire hoses on black people and still had their separate water fountains and still had discrimination. And all the black people that came back that served over there had water hoses turned on them and dogs turned on them and had to sit in the back of the bus and had separate bathrooms and, you know, couldn't vote and had, you know, had to march for their rights for an additional 20 years before they were finally given some semblance of rights before the 1955 Civil Rights Act were passed. So you'll forgive me if I don't want to call the people that were living in 1945 the greatest generation. Right? I mean, I'll listen to other, to arguments to the contrary, but, 
you know. And furthermore, there were Jews who were wanting to flee Nazi Germany, and America was like, no, we don't want them. Well, they took the scientists. They were more than happy to take the scientists who were willing to help them build the bomb. But everyone else was just like, nah, we don't want them. We don't want those. No. You can have them. We don't want them. No Jews here. So, yeah, no. Why, why would I believe that they're the greatest, supposedly, generation? Yeah, we turned them, we turned most of them away. And I think the only reason like Albert Einstein got to come here initially was not because we, we welcomed him with open, not because the country welcomed him with open arms. You know who welcomed Albert Einstein in with open arms? HBCUs. He went to go work at an HBCU. They gave him a job. That's why he got to come here, because he got a job at an HBCU. Like, so maybe the people who, who worked at the HBCUs, maybe those people were part of the greatest generation. Black Americans who lived, maybe the black Americans who went and fought over and killed Nazis for a country that didn't treat them as equals and risked their lives for this country that didn't treat them as equals. Maybe they should be labeled the greatest generation, but not the people that went over there and came back and then went and served in law enforcement and turned fire hoses and dogs against them. No, not them. Those people were shitty. F them. Wow, you could trace people back here to 1620, Elizabeth? Damn. That's crazy. I mean, I don't know where like my biological maternal side, I don't know. I know they settled in Georgia sometime. I don't know when. At some point they settled in Georgia, but I can't place that. My adoptive grandparents I think they came early 1900s-ish, maybe a little bit later, maybe 1920s, maybe 1930s. I think it was before World War II. And I also think my great-grandparents on both sides, on my dad's side, are the ones that came here um, from the Caucasus region. I guess that makes me Caucasian, um, literally. <clears throat> they came here from uh, from uh, from there from uh, from Russia-ish, Caucasian-ish area. Because um, my grand my grand my adoptive I think my my adoptive grandfather was born in Russia. My adoptive grandmother on my mom's side was born in, in I think in New York. My Maternal grand, my, my paternal grandfather and paternal grandmother were both born in New York. Um, it was my paternal grandmother and great-great-grandmother, great-grandfathers, both great-grandmothers, both great-grandfathers, I think, were born in Russia and emigrated over here when they were young, I think. So, Jeff Gray, my family historian was found. We are direct from William Wallace. Huh. Nice. 
Oh, you're calling BS. Okay. Um, they came here because of Russian oppression, effing Russians. Caucasus is Slava. Okay. I don't know. I mean, it still says that I'm, I'm, I'm Eastern European, so according to Ancestry, so who knows? I mean, it, it's like a big swath of area that, I, that covers, like, almost all of Eastern Europe, so I don't know. Maybe it's Ukraine. Maybe it's, just, maybe it's Ukrainian. I don't know. <laughs> I, have to go, I have to go back and look at my um, – my, uh, I did a family um, tree when I was in eighth grade. <laughs> and in doing research for my family tree, I got like a, the best grade in the class. We had two people in the class, by the way, my eighth grade class. <laughs> but I got the best grade in the class. Um, but the teacher was very impressed with the work. Like she, I was very thorough with it. And um, we actually found new relatives that we didn't know that we had. And surprisingly enough, like my grandparents lived in Wilmington, Delaware. And um, I was doing some of the research with them and we ended up because of the research that we did, she can, my grandmother continued to work on it and she found additional relatives that were from Mexico that were living in Wilmington, Delaware, and she had no idea. So we found new relatives that happened to be living like right across the city from her and she had no clue. So that was neat that we found new relatives. Um, So it's always nice to find out. It's always nice to find new family, I guess. Although, and they were nice. I've I met them a couple times. Um, never got to meet my one of my relatives, who apparently is a dentist who lives in Mexico City. I did go to Mexico City for a few days for one of my former jobs, um, one of my former places that I used to work. Um, but yeah, that was it. Was I think I told that story too, where my my grandmother. She graduated college at 19. Uh, she had a degree in Spanish, um, and she was working for the War Department during World War II uh, as a translator. She was trans uh, for the Department of Censorship, I guess. And she would read letters that were being sent to Mexico, making sure that nobody was sending state secrets uh, from the United States to Mexico. And one of the letters came across her desk, and she handed it to her coworker and said, "I can't do this." And she was like, why not? She was like, well, it's my letter, so I shouldn't be reading my own letter to my own family. You have to read it. Um, and it was her letter to, to her cousins that were living in, living in Mexico City at the time. So um, uh, my mom wrote a book about her mother's side of the family and how we came to America. That's neat. Uh, mine went from Massachusetts to Maryland to Tennessee, then Arkansas to Texas to Mexico, then up to California. Wow. <clears throat> I have... Um, I have one relative that did a lot of moving. My aunt, my dad's sister, um, she went from Delaware to Chicago to Seattle to California. Uh, I think she's, she's an attorney and she works for the federal government and she's like hopped from place to place to place. And her husband's like a businessman and he's just, I guess, always just did new businesses from, you know, wherever they moved. Like he just, you know, I guess, just made a new business wherever he, wherever he worked. And they are just absolutely mind bogglingly rich. I mean, I mean, not like Bill Gates, Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos rich, but 
they have a ridiculous amount of money. I mean, it's he owns like 12 fancy pants cars and they live like up in the hills in California. We went to go stay with them. They're, their their house is just huge. It's 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 just so big and so nice. Like oh my god, it's crazy. Um, I mean, it's, it's, I feel happy for him. Like like you know, my house needs to be clean. If my house was clean, it would be it's it's fine for us. It's a big enough house for us. It needs to be cleaned up in order for be you know to be nice and livable in it. But it's nice enough for now. Uh, but. Wow, their house is just amazing. We 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 went to go visit one time in 2019, I think it was, when we went to Disney. <clears throat> we were going to do a road trip, and I was like, no, nah, it's too too far, too far to drive, especially my my van is kind of old. Um, what is a fancy pants car? Um, just old and like antique, but well kept and preserved, like co- collectors type cars, like. Old Porsches, old, like, I don't know, maybe an Alfa Romeo, like, very expensive cars. Uh, let me see if I can pull one up. Let me see if I can find pictures of, let's see. Um, find Cousins Profile. That's... Load the page. I need a new laptop. That's what I need. Like, this laptop is, like, three years old, and it shouldn't be going as bad as it is, but let's go to photos. Let's go to albums. Maybe mobile uploads? I don't know. Let's see. I do not need that popping up. <sighs> like some are, let's see, let's open this back up over here. Some are like classic cars like that. Thank you, Elizabeth. Good seeing you. Appreciate you coming by as always. Um, I don't know if these specifically are his, my cousins, but I think these might be my cousin cars, not my, not my uncle's cars. Um, these might just, these might just be my cousin's cars. Let's see if I can find, um, let's go back to photos. should be some with him and my uncle with them at like car shows or whatever. Maybe they're with my aunt. My aunt might have those pictures. She might have, she might have taken the pictures of her husband. I don't think her husband has a Facebook page. <clears throat> my uncle Steve is very, um, I don't know if antisocial is the right word for it, but he doesn't do a lot, like, outwardly or whatever. I don't know. Um, let's see. Recent photos. Nah, 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 nah. 
Maybe that one. So first of all, just to, just to show you, this is a view from their house. That's the view from their house, which is just, you know, amazing in and of itself. Just an amazing view. Let's see what else, what else I can find. I know she has some pictures of the cars. Wait, door pants? What are door pants? Like pants that you wear when you open the door? Yeah, I usually just throw on shorts. <laughs> when that happens, if I'm just wearing boxers around the house, I'll just throw on shorts. I'm pretty much just wearing boxers now. <laughs> Is this one of them? Yeah, I think these are some of them. I think these are some of the cars. Is that a Ferrari? I think that's a Porsche. A Lamborghini. I can't tell you what this one first one is. That might be another Porsche. I don't know what the last one is. Um, yep. Yeah. A lot of nice cars. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I'm brave enough to, to answer the door naked for the Jehovah's Witnesses. We did get a we did get some um, some religious people going around the going around the room the other day, uh, going around the neighborhood the other day, um, proselytizing, asking us if we want to have some tracts, religious tracts or whatever. Um, it was a very sweet old lady though. I, I I wouldn't have felt good answering the door naked for her. Um, I wouldn't have felt good. It, it, like she was just a very nice lady. She was very sweet about it. Not very, not judgy at all. Just, just you know, very nice. I'm trying to see if I can find any other pictures of of any of their cars. Lots of pictures of flowers. <laughs> Lots of pictures of their dogs. They 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 have they love German Shepherd puppies. My grandparents who are past. I'd love to find a picture of the garage. Maybe I can find a picture that I took of their garage. That would probably be a better idea, huh? Me finding a picture of their garage that I took when I was on vacation. That would be smart. It's maybe it's late and that's why I'm not smart right now. <laughs> well, you got to see my the picture of me dancing with my wife on our wedding. Let's see. Wonder who's Disney, Valor, Food and Wine, Breakaway. Cover, Amicon, do, 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 Woodlands, 
Dallas, Los Angeles. There we go, Los Angeles. That should be it. That should be where I potentially took a picture of everything. Did I only get two pictures? Are you serious? There's one with my two kids. There's one of his cars. And there's another one of his cars. Maybe she added those pictures and I added other pictures later. I don't know. We'll see. I should use this one more often. Because, of course, I found that one. Of course, this is the time of the show where we're just goofing off for the last few minutes before I decide to go. Where else? I want to find a picture of the house. I think I've moved past the picture of the house. I think we're now at Disneyland. There's Nakatomi Plaza. That was funny. Uh, We were driving down the highway, and it didn't even occur to me to... um, didn't even occur to me until we're driving down the highway and I find uh, there's a sign that says Pomona. And I saw the sign that says Pomona. And I was like, Pomona. Die Hard! For some reason, I remember the line from Die Hard. I'm like, we need to go to Nakatomi Plaza. And so we found how to get to Nakatomi Plaza and we took a picture. And I was very excited. that I got to take a picture. Um, I got to take a picture both with Nakatomi Plaza in the background, and I got to take a picture from, like, the little loop in front of Nakatomi Plaza. It was all very awesome. <clears throat> and I got a star, I got a picture of Bruce Willis' star as well in front of the Chinese theater. Let's see. I'm trying to see if I have any other good pictures. Yeah, Aaron, you have your new job to take care of, I guess. I'm, it's, I'm probably going to end the podcast in a second anyway. So anyway, um, is that a motel now? I thought it was just a regular office building. Um, anywho, so yeah, let's go ahead and call it a break for the day. Um, I have some stuff to do before I go to bed. So um, I'll probably do make a new Fat Man Rant sometime this weekend. I'll be on, law, I'll be on Twitch tomorrow. NerdyDan.com, 8 p.m. Central. Um, I'll probably have a wrestling-themed video sometime tomorrow night or Friday morning. I'll schedule it to launch Friday morning um, if you're interested in a wrestling video. Um, I got to work sometime on one of these two videos that I want to do for, for, for Liberal Dan Radio. Um, I might have 
uh, one of Louisiana's legislators to talk about the Louisiana session next Wednesday, but the topic should be about like important issues like abortion and stuff like that and trans issues. Um, so it should be a, of national importance, even though there are of local Louisiana issues as well. So, but I do want to thank everybody for being on. Um, appreciate you all for listening and for showing me the love, especially after what I talked about today. Uh, appreciate again, every one of y'all for joining, showing your support. Thanks for the Venmo support. Uh, as well. Uh, thanks for the likes. If you haven't subscribed yet, subscribe. Make sure to watch the videos. Share those new Fat Man rants that I have out there. Share other videos too. Uh, and next week, 8 p.m. Central, Triple um, Dan Radio on YouTube. Also, NerdyDan.com on YouTube and NerdyDan.com on Twitch. Well, next week, Sam Zimmerman with Triple Dan Radio. Hope for the last.